As today's guest states at the end of our interview and shows through all the stories he shares about his own personal success journey with his line of iconic men's hair products, you can reach your business goals with your passion, drive, energy, and excitement. In this 20-minute interview, Robert shares how he grew his business from scratch into national retail and phenomenal e-commerce success. Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast, focused on helping consumer product companies, inventors, and entrepreneurs harvest the growth potential of their product businesses. Today, I'm excited to speak with one of our favorite clients, Robert Watson. He's the founder and CEO of Crown Quality Products. They're the makers of iconic hairbrushes and a whole line of hair products that are just great products. I, I, we'll, we'll send you their website. For those of you who are listening and not seeing any video, you won't see any of the products today, but we'll describe them. You'll get a good sense for what makes Robert's hair products so great. Um, and also his business story behind it, how he's grown such a, such a successful business, which I know is why a lot of you are here listening to this story today. Robert, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, John. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to be working with you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, likewise. We have a lot of a lot of fun with you for sure. So I want to jump in and talk. Let's, let's talk first about your products themselves. So for those of our listeners that aren't familiar with Crown quality uh, hair products, what makes your let's talk about brushes first of all. Those are your kind of your mainline products and your hair hair products that you, that you create. What makes your hair brushes so unique and different? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> uh I had many years as a barber. I was uh, was interested in barbering, and, and and I cut hair, and uh, and I noticed that we're using flat brushes on round heads, on 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 curved heads, and I just and I realized when I said, why not have a brush that contours to the head, where more bristles are in place, or, or more bl- bristles are in contact with the scalp, and thus uh, more efficient, and so. What makes our hairbrushes so unique at first was the contour shape had, that had never been done before. Uh, it was uh, started out making them by hand, and uh, but our products are geared towards results. It wasn't just the contour shape, but it was more bristles. Like we made our bristles more fuller, the bristle bridge. We added more bristles, made the bristles longer, uh, made the brushes a little wider. Uh, made the brushes more attractive, more ergonomic, uh, curved the handles, uh, just really reinvent. I felt like the hairbrush hadn't been changed in thousands of years. And it just, and no one really cares about men's products or men's grooming so much. So I said, this would be good to start with the men. And it works very well for women. Women, you know, love it. It was, but what makes it unique, I think, is the thought put behind it to getting those phenomenal results, grooming the hair a lot faster, a lot quicker, save a lot more time. Uh, and then also the aesthetic look of them, like not just a brown brush, a black brush, a gray brush, but, but you know, all types of different colors, blue, red, green, just to to match a, a gentleman's unique personality. Uh, the logo that we have in gold and the lettering, just make it more sharp, a, a higher end hairbrush, a, a functionally more sound hairbrush. And that's what we develop. 
Yeah, and you've done a great job with this. So I'm holding out, I'm holding one up for anybody who sees this podcast and video. This is one example of very many that you can see on their website, which is crownqualityproducts.com. And you can see the contour in there. Great ergonomic grip. And I have to say, you know, I'm one that I probably probably shouldn't admit this to you, Robert, but I, I never spent much on hairbrushes before I met you. Like it just like, yeah, I'm fine. My hair's short or whatever. Yeah. But man, what a difference. It's you know, it's you know, it's, it's always been an afterthought. And I think for a lot of men, it is that way, right? It's like, you just kind of get what you get. And, and when you, when you come across a product of great quality like this, you now understand the difference, like just having used it, you know, several times now. Right. But from the first time I used it, you, you just see a difference. And I, I can't go back to my, my cheap hairbrushes anymore. Not that these are that expensive. Right. But they're just, you know, it's so much better quality. It's such a different look and feel from other hairbrushes I've had in the past. And it's, you know, it's really stands above the rest of the crowd, especially for, for men's grooming, which is a, a, a big part of what your, your business is centered around. Yeah. Did you go through a lot of rounds of prototypes? So you're, you know, you're not a product developer by, by trade, right? You start off as a barber and you came up with this great right. idea. How did you get from that point until having today, you know, these amazing quality brushes in hand? Well, I, 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 as a barber, but I always was an artist also. So I would work on paintings and I was always good at working with wood. And my stepfather, he worked with wood, also built benches, different projects we would make. So I made the first prototype out of a two by four and I just used a, a wood file. I drew it on the two by four and I used and I filed the whole thing into the shape that I wanted. And I drilled holes and and took bristles out of an existing brush and glued them in. And, and I used it on my customers, but I didn't tell them that I made it. So I wanted a sincere kind of reaction. And so I told them, I said, well, and, and I use on the head. And of course it feels like someone like your mother's rubbing your head because it's, yeah. Oh, I said, man, what type of brush is that? And I said, Oh, I got this from New York. It's it. It costs a lot of money, man. <laughs> Get the brushes somewhere as I'm cutting the head. I said, Man, tell me where you got that brush at. I said, man, this brush is $25. Now, at the time, brushes were like $3, $5. But I wanted to test it and see if I could garner to get that price. And, and then that, I remember one customer at the end, he said, man, tell me where you got that. I'm going to go <laughs> get one. And I knew it was a win. I, I knew it was a winner. So it took a, it took maybe 10 prototypes before I got it to the the original design, not the one you're holding up. Those are the, the newest ones, but yep. the first design, the wooden ones, it was, uh, it took some time. It took a lot of honing. I finally started using a bandsaw and my stepfather was helping me out and, and, uh, got a Dremel and I would use it and shape it with a Dremel. And, uh, I mean, started from the ground up literally like, <laughs> I love it. And it's, you know, so many of our interviews that I've done over the years and in our own work as well and helping launch products, I, I, there's a, you know, commonalities or threads that go through these stories of successful product launches. And, you know, I don't know if I've ever worked with someone who's been a barber before and developed their own product, you know, using a Dremel and bandsaws and that kind of stuff. But the commonality that, that is there is that live testing. And I, I love how you, you know, even before you admitted it, like don't interject too much. Like, Hey, I made that. Of course they're going to say they love it. Right. So very smart of you to say, oh, this is something I bought. What do you, what do you think? Right. So it's, it almost becomes a true form of market research or testing really. 
with that live environment and being able to fine tune and hone it. And, you know, whether in your barbershop or we talk a lot about like home shows or booths at conventions and trade fairs where you can talk to people one-on-one and sell face-to-face, right. it makes all the difference. Right. So it does, that's, yeah. it's a common story. Um, let's talk about how this, you know, you, you started off, you developed this product, you knew you had something and then, Quickly after that, it really started to take off. So, you know, you and I have talked about you know, one of your first successes was your website, and then of course retail sales. What was the first turning point in your business? Where okay, in the beginning, you knew you had something because people you're cutting their hair at you know in your barbershop, they they loved it. But what was the turning point that started to really make the business take off and and drastically increase your revenues? Well, after get after obtaining my first shipment, it was it was very difficult to get manufactured, but that was that's a story all along to itself. So I get my first shipment. It starts taking off because the results were phenomenal. But then it was like a dull in it, a lull in it. And for you know a few months or so. And so we went, me and a couple colleagues, we went from city to city, state to state, from from Detroit to the East Coast, you know, hit every city, DC, New, you know, the state of New Jersey, Philly, just everywhere. Uh, and all the way out to California. So this is some weeks trip. And I just would, I just was determined that I would sell all of them. I would say, I'm not going to come back till I sell them all. And then you, we had to educate people. So going into the barbershops, educating people how to use it, the difference. And it just started. And so it was an arduous trip and going all the way out to California and selling on all those cities and, uh, I would say that was the turning point because on the on the drive I got frustrated. It was, you know, wasn't getting, getting twos and fuse, but wasn't the booming sales we we're getting on the East Coast coming back from the West Coast. And then so on the way back, I, said, I got upset and I said, "Man, this I don't know about this. And, uh, it's been so hard." And but then it was like my phone just started blowing up. Like re- people wanted to retail them, people wanted to buy wholesale, and I think that spread it selling wholesale versus the website. So they're buying units of 12, 24. And by going shop to shop, every celebrity, every sports guy, play sports, everybody is, somebody's cutting their hair. And so a lot of celebrities and athletes, they would get the brushes and show them to their friends. And I mean, I had NBA players call me and say, man, when you're going to get, we, we, we would just sell through the brushes. And they said, they would say, man, when you're going to get some more, man, put me on the top of the list. I'm, you know, I'm the, the CJ Watson. I was talking to him one time. And then uh, I said, well, has Derek Rose got one? He said, he's waiting too. And so it just was, <laughs> it just took off like faster than I could get the revenue to invest back and to get the really massive units I needed. But we still did very, and on Amazon, it took off. We're in the top 20% of sellers on Amazon. So someone checks us out on Amazon, Crowd Quality Products, all those original listings are down. And we don't have, we would have thousands and thousands of ratings, but we don't have those listings anymore because Amazon, well, that's, I'm going into another story. They changed <laughs> how they did this, so we had to redo it, but. But yeah, that's, uh, I would say that really made it take off. And just <clears throat> a lot of people started doing YouTube videos. So we started soliciting people to do 
So instead of doing Google ads or anything like that, we just did YouTube videos and got the people to say, hey, if you do a video, we'll put you on our team. And when you get and you, when you're on our team, you get the new products first, and then you can do reviews first. And so that the YouTube really at that time it wasn't it wasn't being done like that so much. And so we had all like the top kind of YouTubers at that time that were doing little reviews, doing reviews, and so they joined our team, and that multiplied it tremendously. And uh, and that was it. It just caught on. But on like it's so I mean, it took about three years before the knockoffs became on then you started seeing them. I mean they would copy the same colors everything but at first when the knockoffs came our sales went up and uh because they validated it but uh we tried to we knew it was coming uh it made no sense to sue at that time because it was like big companies that was doing so my attorney said, well, it'd be about 400,000 to go after this. So this said, let's make the next thing. And some yeah. we can make faster, cheaper, with a less defect rate. And that's, you know, more durable. And that's the new versions that we have now. And that's gear, uh, turning us into where really I want to be in the women's, you know, that's where the, so from that going into women's and from women's that's where we want to be in women's now. Uh, lots of great nuggets in there of, of really just great advice through your story that you just shared. One of which is it, any successful product company is going to have knockoffs come after them, especially right. in the age of Amazon. You just can't avoid it. And it, that timeline is, is getting faster and faster. And sometimes in your case, they're big companies. Sometimes they're small, could be Chinese companies knocking you off from the factory next door or whatever it might be. And it's, as you've kind of stated here, it's, it's hard to fight them in court, whether they're big or small companies, it's hard to get much out of it. It's just such a drain on resources. Right. But what I've seen is what you've done. So a couple of ways is, you know, it's through, quality and through innovation, right? So if, as long as you maintain the best product on the market, then you rise above the rest. They realize, generally speaking, those knockoffs are terrible quality, even sometimes from the, from the big guys or innovation or you know, or a combination of the two. And when you actually innovate, you, you always stay a couple of steps ahead of them. Right. And the nature of it is, you know, these knockoff companies, they're not good at innovating, right? So they're going to copy your next one, but then by then you're two steps ahead. So keeping right. that flow going can really help you to stay successful even when they, when they come after you. So that's I, that, a- I, I totally agree. That's the main thing to innovate, 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 and step a tons of steps ahead, thinking futuristically out the box, uh, and it's like, so look at us now. We started off, people didn't believe we could sell a $15, $20 brush in like the beauty supply market when brush was $5. Now we have brushes, what, $32, brushes $42. And our hottest brush right now, as you probably know, is our King brush, which is $70 out the door, $70. So we want to have a $200 brush. So then, like, as you said, the knockoffs, when they come in, they're going to try to compete on price more so. But as they come in and compete on price, we can continually elevate and create and compete on uh, function and create on uh, 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 innovation. Yeah. And maintaining your status as a premium brand, as you right. said, sometimes the knockoffs actually help you, right? So realizing, okay, you clearly have something here, but you're the best and they're 
knockoffs. And it's, you know, that higher price can sometimes be a great way of signifying that. Uh, of saying it. So, you know, as you and I have talked, we, we've been lucky enough to work together on your direct to consumer campaign. And one of the things that it's, I've loved about this is you're, you're fun to work with, but also right away, we had success out the gates, which is not, not normal. You know, usually it takes some time to optimize tweak and just take some work, right. To dial things in and then it takes off. Right. But Right from day one, yours was successful. And, and that's, again, a common thread going back in the story you've shared about your past, where this all takes work. So I don't mean to, to belittle that at all, because you drove across the country to meet with barbershops and people all around the country, et cetera. It takes a lot of work to get there. But still, as you said, it, it happened fast in every, every step of the way. I, I've, I have my opinion as to why, but I'd love to hear, why do you think at, you know, each step of the way, your business has really taken off and, and been successful and been profitable, even with new marketing channels. Well, yes, that, and in hindsight, being twenty twenty, that it, it is that, and I'm so blessed. And and I would like to say now, for that point, to be honest, it's through it's through prayer and 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 yielding and following direction, like <clears throat> being open, being humble to it. Like I met the one, I met, I met Harvest Growth and you all through another company that I, and I, and I, it was a company before that company. If I would have went with them, then I wouldn't have met you all, which have been so phenomenal. Uh, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> but I, following your intuition, following God's guidance is so important. I, I, that's that. I'm, that's my that's my testimony. Somebody else has something else, but mine is that and that. Following the guidance, of my Lord and Savior. That's what that's what worked for me. Like yes, it's up to us to make our plans and prepare the way and prepare our heart. But He'll open the doors. He'll give you gumption he'll give you intuition say go with john go with them do that no nah, that doesn't sound right give you discernment and that's my honest testimony yeah thank you for sharing that i couldn't agree more i think if we open our hearts to the you know direction from christ coming down to help us then he, you know he wants all of us to succeed i think and just yes. being open to that and watching for his direction is is a great testimony great testament for sure thank you for sharing that are there any resources that you would recommend that have been really helpful for your business, books, podcasts, uh, conferences, et cetera? One thing I did <clears throat> before going, you know, on the street selling hand to hand, <laughs> I did a lot of research because that made me nervous. If I'm selling, I always sold when I was younger, you know, uh, but your own product that you work so hard on, you know, you're close to it, you know, and I was nervous about the no's and the rejection I would get. So to do that, I read a lot. I studied a lot about sales and one of my favorite, and he's also a, was a brother in Christ, uh, Zig Ziglar, you know. Oh, sure. I love Zig. And so Zig, Zig Ziglar, I studied a lot of him. I, uh, a book, How Small Businesses Trade Worldwide, uh, counterintuitive to a lot of things you may hear and they may have an updated version, but it was spot on. Uh, what else? Uh, study. Uh, what other books that helped me? Not more in finance and business. Uh, I'm, I'm a big, I 
lover Benjamin Graham, that may be a little way, but that type of thinking, that type of empathetic, like, I like what they do. How do I do what they do? And searching that out, Benjamin Graham, even though it's an investment, that way of thinking. Uh, <clears throat> ah, a lot of books, uh, even uh, The Prince by Mac, uh, uh, Machiavelli. Yeah. Strategy. I think that's what I did till this day. Uh, uh, what really inspired me, a book that inspired me is, uh, oh man, Frederick Heinrichs. What was the book? Road to Serfdom. And I know that's kind of been taken the other way, that book or something recent times, but that book inspired me. And I said, I want to be in manufacturing or have a service that I can sell to a lot of people. I said, <laughs> so I have to read Road to Serfdom. So that got me on the on my think, on the way of thinking, you know. And of course, the word of God, main thing. But Proverbs, I tell people all the time, read Proverbs. <laughs> well, you know, uh, <clears throat> read the word. Yeah. It's an inspirational. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, these are all great resources. I, I haven't heard of the road to surf. I'll have to check that one out. Um, I, I love asking that question for selfish reasons because it helps me to always discover new resources as well, but our audience also loves it for sure. Um, Robert, is there anything I didn't ask during this interview that you think could be helpful for our audience? I, I would be, <clears throat> I would add this. I would say whatever you're doing, your goal you can and will reach it if when, when when you have an idea and you're excited about it. I mean, you're ecstatic about it, and it's something that you want or, or you want or you would like. That you're just one person out of a million. If you would love to have it, as special as we think we are, we're not all that special. We can't tell the squirrels apart, but they're all different, just like us. But if you would like to have it, and it's a lot of other people that would like to have it, if you just get 2% of the market, you're a multimillionaire. True. So the when, keep that energy and know as you go forward in seeking it out and bringing it to market, whatever it may be, business, service, you're going to have setbacks. So it's who can endure past the setbacks and remain, and that energy is going to wane. You're not going to be as excited after so many setbacks. But the initial vision, you will achieve it if you see it all the way through. And I think that's the most important thing. That's the most important thing to remember. Thank you. That's inspirational. You you talked about how you can, if you have a goal, if you have passion, energy, excitement, drive behind yourself to reach that goal. You can reach it. I love that visualization of reaching your goal. As a you know, goals, amazing goals don't fall in your lap. You've got to reach for them, right? It takes effort. It takes passion. It takes drive. But with that, you can find success through it. You've been a great example of that for sure with with your business and the way you live your life too. So, thanks again for taking the time to to be on the show with us. I, I know I'm, I'm sure our audience is going to love this interview. I will say for our listeners, please go to crownqualityproducts.com. It'll be in the show notes as well, that URL, to learn more about Robert's business and his line of products. And try these brushes out. You, you got to take my word on it as, as a former purchaser of very cheap brushes. You can't beat the quality of these. And it makes a difference in a product you use every single day in your life. And be sure to check out also our, our website, the harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see other episodes we've recorded. And if you like this episode and want to learn more about how you can 
profitably grow your consumer product business, please subscribe to our show and leave us a review at iTunes or Google Play. Thanks again, Robert. Oh, thanks for having me, John.